Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we look into Kanye West's online anti-Semitic tirade, the response from the world, and the black Hebrew Israelite group that inspired his comments. Let's get started. I know that the Kanye situation has been out there for some time now, and I'm sure many of our listeners have probably heard many takes from various commentators over the last week. I'll be honest, I struggled with my feelings on this situation and tried to avoid podcasting about it until the anger subsided. As much of the world has probably heard by now, the Washington Post reported last week that Twitter confirmed that it had removed a tweet by Ye, the musician and fashion designer formerly known as Kanye West, and temporarily prohibited him from further posts on their platform as a fallout from his recent anti-Semitic comments on social media. His account was locked for violating Twitter's policies, a Twitter spokesperson said in an email on Sunday, declining to state which policy exactly he had violated. The account shows that the recent tweet violated Twitter's rules, even though the tweet is no longer available on his accounts. Screenshots shared widely on social media show that Ye had said that he would go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people as an apparent reference to DEFCON, the U.S. military defense readiness system, but instead using the word DEATH, D-E-A-T-H. In his tweet, he used anti-Semitic tropes and said that he could not be anti-Semitic because, quote, black people are actually Jew also. This tweet by Kanye was not out of nowhere. This began days earlier when he was filming an interview for the Fox News Network's Tucker Carlson. In this interview, he flirted with many topics, including some anti-Semitic ideas. In some outtakes that were later released, we saw some of the comments that, it appears, were way too anti-Semitic even for them to broadcast. Here's one of the small clips from Kanye speaking to Tucker Carlson. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics with the KKK to control the Jew population. When I say Jew, I mean the 12 lost tribes of Judah, the blood of Christ, who the race, the people known as the race black really are. This is who our people are. In the days following the interview, Kanye began spam posting dozens of somewhat out there ideas to his social media profiles calling out anybody and everybody who he saw as working against him in his business ventures. Kanye is somewhat known for his contrarian views. He has been criticized in the past for his comments on African Americans and slavery. Kanye has been very public about being bipolar. This can cause him to be in a manic state very publicly and say and do some very seemingly unusual things. It can be sometimes difficult to separate his mania with the actions of an eccentric entertainer who may be trying to promote his work through going viral. However, this past incident has been elevated to a new level. It began with Kanye posting any messages from his fellow celebrities who had been texting him, trying to attempt to check in with him after some unusual posts. His casual rhetoric against the Jews online began slowly with some casual mentions of the Jews who control the media and the music industry, this being a typical anti-Semitic trope. As people like Sean P. Diddy Combs, a musician and industry executive, tried to reach out to Kanye to explain that he's doing harm to himself and his community and offered to speak to him privately. Kanye posted, then deleted the conversation as a threat to anyone else trying to get in the way of him sharing his views. This eventually progressed into the now infamous tweet that got him locked out of his social media accounts. The small microaggressions against the Jews grew into more outward calls against Jews. 
quote, when I wake up, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, all capitals. The funny thing is, I can't actually be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who opposes your agenda. End quote. Shockingly, that death threat against the Jews isn't even the worst part of his post. The end of the post claims that his statements are not anti-Semitic because he cannot be anti-Semitic as he's a black person and because black people are Jews. This is likely a small clue into where these ideas are coming from. Now, at the release of the Tucker Carlson footage, it shows clearly where these ideas are coming from. We will look into where this is coming from shortly. Following Kanye's comments and some public outrage over the comments, or simply to protect him from himself, the various social media companies locked Kanye off of his accounts. When we come back, we're going to look into the growing movement that Kanye appears to have fallen in with, the black Hebrew Israelites. When we come back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. Before the break, we spoke about the musician and business person Kanye West's recent comments about how the Jews are controlling the media and how they are trying to stop him from speaking out against them, while somehow also claiming himself to be a Jew. In the edited clip from the Tucker Carlson show that we played earlier, we heard Kanye explain that the race known today as black people are actually the 12 lost tribes of Judah. This comes from a newly formed idea called the Black Hebrew Israelite Movement. I'm not sure if this is some type of manipulation of history and the Torah, but this is historically inaccurate for a few reasons. Firstly, there were only 12 tribes in the Hebrew Bible, so how could all 12 be lost? Our patriarch Jacob, later renamed Israel by God, had 12 sons which formed the 12 tribes. Secondly, his son Judah was the one tribe of the 12, the one that survived the exile in the biblical times. The supposed lost 10 tribes had been attacked by the Assyrian Empire, and some Jews were exiled to other regions and are supposedly lost due to this assimilation. So Kanye's claim that black people today are the lost 12 tribes of Judah is completely inaccurate. From my research, it appears that there are many interpretations of this ideology. Some of these believers believe that the black people today are the tribe of Judah, and the other tribes of the Israelite nation are Hispanic peoples and indigenous peoples. This changes depending on each person's interpretation. The one thing that they all agree, of course, is that the Jews of today are not really part of the Jewish nation, and they have somehow hijacked the Jewish religion from these other groups. Kanye may have misspoke or just doesn't understand his own ideology. The Anti-Defamation League says about the black Israelite movement, quote, It is a fringe religious movement that rejects widely accepted definitions of Judaism and inserts that people of color are the true children of Israel. Black Hebrew Israelites believe that they are members of the 12 tribes based on the biblical interpretation that teaches that their populations will spread across the globe, which they tie to the transatlantic slave trade. The Black Hebrew Israelite movement presents slavery, racism, incarceration, and other social ills as divine punishment or disobedience that can only be cured through their ideology. This, of course, is not to be confused with the Jewish people who come from Africa. There is a difference between the black Jewish people who trace their traditions, culture, and religion back centuries and the more modern black Hebrew Israelite movement. Fran Markowitz, a professor of cultural anthropology at Ben-Gurion University, notes that the Hebrew Israelite view of the transatlantic slave trade conflicts with historical accounts, as does the Hebrew Israelite belief that Socrates and William Shakespeare were apparently black. 
In 2019, in an article written by Masima Masodza, an author and journalist, he criticizes the black Hebrew Israelites for, quote, forcing their own ideas onto the text to promote their own agenda, which serves no purpose at all except to engender anti-Semitism in black communities in Western countries. These fringe beliefs that are gaining attraction within black communities have been adopted and or promoted by some influential people, like Kanye West, who have spread these beliefs to their millions of followers. You have likely seen the result of this growing movement and may not have realized it because the media generally doesn't speak about it. In December 2019, a Jewish-run kosher grocery store in New Jersey was attacked by two suspects who opened fire on the store. The assault was exclusively directed towards the store while bystanders in the streets were ignored. Wearing tactical gear, they entered the store and fatally shot the owner, an employee, and a customer. The suspect's van later was found to contain a live pipe bomb that had the capacity to kill or injure people 500 yards away. The police suggested that the two had planned to harm more people, including a Jewish day school. This attack left four people dead and three injured. Those two terrorist attackers were African Americans who made hundreds of posts on social media that were anti-Semitic, anti-police, and both. One of the terrorists identified himself as a black Hebrew Israelite. Footage from inside the kosher supermarket recorded that the assailant was saying, quote, They stole our heritage. They stole our birthright. They hired these guys to stop us. Less than a month later, a rabbi in Muncie, New York, was having a Hanukkah gathering to light the Hanukkah candles. Around 10 p.m., a man with a machete burst into the home, swinging the knife and cutting victims as panic spread throughout the residence. People began running towards the back door for freedom. Many at this gathering were stabbed and slashed by the assailant. The attacker then left the house and tried to run into the synagogue building adjacent to the home. Unfortunately for him, the synagogue was locked. However, this didn't stop him when he broke in anyway and found a number of members gathered for dinner. A witness described the attacker as, quote, just swinging his sword or knife, I don't know what it was, back and forth and hitting people. He didn't say anything. Investigators of the crime found handwritten journals from the terrorist expressing anti-Semitic views, including material about Adolf Hitler, Nazi culture, and drawings of a Star of David and the swastika among his possessions. Authorities stated that his journal also included what appeared to be a reference to a fringe religious movement called Black Hebrew Israelites. These are only two examples of how this ideology has taken hold and begun to have real-world consequences. Obviously, we cannot assume that people like Kanye are responsible for the actions like this. However, with the millions of followers that he and other celebrities have, they should be held to a higher standard for promoting outward hate towards others, like this harmful ideology. Most of all, social media platforms and news organizations need to be more aware of how these types of posts are harmful to the Jewish community. Fox News simply removing these small clips while giving Kanye a platform for his microaggressions should be called out. It is sad how companies will put their ratings and their bottom lines above the safety of Jewish lives. When we come back, we will look into the media and the celebrity reaction that we saw following Kanye's tweets. We'll be right back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. In our previous segments, we saw the very anti-Semitic comments by rapper Kanye West and that they were based on a relatively new anti-Semitic ideology growing in the black community. One of the first questions that I have is, at what point are social media companies supposed to lock an account of a person who's spreading hate on their platform? I will give the social media companies some credit because maybe Kanye found a little bit of a loophole in their system. He regularly posts some crazy things on his account and then almost immediately deletes it. 
I believe that this may be a way of avoiding the social media bans. If the post has been deleted, their system and their view may be that the post has already been removed, so therefore the problem has been solved. However, Kanye knows full well that those tweets after a few minutes have already been screenshotted by many of his followers, reposted on their accounts, and will live forever without the backlash for having it on his own account. At least I hope that this is the case, rather than the social media companies being okay with a small dose of anti-Semitism, and only stopped it after the backlash reached too much to ignore. Some celebrities came out against Kanye's comments, like the actress Jamie Lee Curtis, a grandchild of Jewish immigrants who teared up while trying to think about how her Jewish grandparents would feel to wake up to this type of rhetoric. Right-wing and Orthodox Jew Ben Shapiro struggled with his response because he does support many aspects of Kanye's rhetoric, but obviously could not support this type of anti-Semitic ideology. I guess it would force him to make the decision if he can support Kanye in the future or if he has to cut all ties and what a hypocrite it would seem if he doesn't. Most disturbing was the response from Kanye's close friend and right-wing influencer Candace Owens. Owens recently was photographed with Kanye wearing a controversial White Lives Matter shirt that began this recent media storm, which led to Kanye's Fox News interview. In Candace's take on her show, she made some fairly disturbing excuses and justifications for Kanye's inexcusable comment. Here are just a few. If you are an honest person, you did not think this tweet was anti-Semitic. You did not think that he wrote this tweet because he hates or wants to genocide Jewish people. This does not represent the beginning of the Holocaust. That's if you're an honest person, you'll meet that. You, you will admit that, right? If you're an honest person, when you read this tweet, you had no idea what the hell he was talking about? What is DEFCON 3? Did he mean DEFCON 3, which would be a military defense position, not an offense for those of you that are offended, a military defense position? Is he tweeting this because he's reading the Newsweek headline, calling him an anti-Semitic? Is he angry because he can't believe that he's not free to talk about people in his life who happen to be Jewish? Candace Owens continues to rant and rave about how the problem here is not what Kanye West said. She never calls him out and she says she's not defending him, but simply points out how ridiculous it is that he can no longer use the word Jewish person without people being up in arms, as if really that is the problem here. Her defense of her friend Kanye West came up very short and was actually a very pathetic attempt to not call him out for what he said and simply deflect to every other object and item that you could possibly think of. Not that I want to promote her channel, but if you look up what her actual statements are, I'm sure you'll be very disturbed like I was by what she had said and the fact that she was never going to call out her friend Kanye for what he'd said about the Jews. Unfortunately, since the recording of this podcast... Kanye West has come out and doubled and tripled down with even more disgusting and disturbing comments. Unfortunately, we don't have time to capture it on this podcast. We might bring it up in the future, but for now, we as a community need to stand up to this hatred and bold-faced anti-Semitism in the media and on every platform. In the end, I feel like social media companies have a responsibility to monitor their platforms for hate speech like this. And in the event someone like Kanye West, a man with a massive following, begins to post erratic and hateful things, maybe they should consider cutting him off for his own well-being, let alone the well-being of the people he's attacking. We Jewish people are used to seeing the anti-Semitism from white supremacy groups on the right, but now should be more aware of the rising anti-Semitism growing from black supremacy groups. These fringe ideas are being promoted by some of the biggest names in the influential industries like film, television, and music. 
The Jewish community used to stand arm in arm with the African-American community during the civil rights movement. It would be great for influential African-Americans to stand up against this growing group in their own community, to stand up for Jews and repay that favor, rather than justify and excuse these beliefs. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time. Mm